Welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. again. I don't know if you have your notebook, but if you have your notebook or your mobile phone, grab it. Uh, it's good to make notes in church. I know some of you have been coming to church for like 40 years, right? So, and you kind of heard it all, but, but it's always good to be prepared in case God wants to give you something new. And he always does because his mercy is on you every single day. There's, there's, there's always something new in God. So I encourage you to engage. And uh, who was here last year when I was here? Last, last November. Yes. So come on, you guys are going to shout at me this morning. You know how it goes. So encourage me as I speak. And that's also helpful. It means I'll preach two and a half hours instead of three. So, um, and I'm going to read a familiar story this morning. And um, I, think, uh, I think God wants to just remind us of a few things and just maybe strengthen our faith just that little bit more uh, this morning. So, so uh, it's David and Goliath. Uh, Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter number 17, and I'll just read a few verses. Uh, I'm sure you'll be familiar with the story, and we'll see what God wants to say to us. So here's what it says. Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, uh, came out of the Philistine or Philistine ranks, depending on where you're from, to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was heavy and thick as a, as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed, a, that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt to the Israelites, Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine or Philistine champion, but you are only servants of Saul. Choose one man. Someone shout one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Can you believe the audacity of this man? I defy the armies of Israel today. Who does he think he is? Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. I want to speak to every person in the room here this morning who is feeling intimidated by something. I want to speak to someone here today who feels like they have been backed into a corner. If 2019 is anything to go by, believe you me, I know that in this room there are a few tensions or there may be a few tensions and, and you feel like you've been backed into a corner. You feel like your faith may have dried up in the previous season. You feel like you're struggling to engage with the things of God as, as the worship team are up here declaring some, 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 some of the promises of heaven as Pastor Cheryl is up here leading us with strength and courage, imploring us and lifting our faith, you're struggling to to connect, and maybe because there is something that lies before you that is intimidating you, and I'm believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit today, courage is going to be inspired within you. I'm believing today that you're going to stand up, and you're going to step right back into the plans and purposes of God. You're going to get new authority today, and I'm calling this message, I'm getting it back. Someone shout, I'm getting it back. You have to have a bit of confidence about that. Come on, one more time with attitude, I'm getting it back. Come on. I'm getting it back. I don't know where you lost it today. I don't know where you lost your faith. I don't know where you lost your confidence and your courage. But today, I'm prophesying that you are getting it back in Jesus' 
name. Father, I thank you that you're in this place, God. Thank you that we're getting our courage back, our confidence back. Would you speak a word today? Would you fire us up in Jesus' name? Those of us who have been dead in the ranks, God, those of us who have been, who have dried up in our faith, I pray that today something inside of us would be sparked. And God, we would believe once again in the name of Jesus, that name that carries power and healing and authority and anointing. God, get us back to that place of faith in Jesus' name. And someone said, Amen. I'm getting it back. There's this thing called intimidation, which the dictionary describes as something that is on a mission to inspire fear, to discourage, or to suppress by threatening. And you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter um, how old you get. Most of us battle intimidation in one or two areas of our lives. And most of us never actually discover the source of it or even realize that there is a source. The way in which we, we, we battle intimidation, it, you know, it varies. Some of us, we, we retract into isolation, as I've already talked about. We, we hide. And some of you, even in church today, you're in a place and a position where you've been hiding. You know that God has put something on your life, and he's called you to serve at a greater capacity. He's called you to do something risky for the Lord. He's called you to step out of your, of your corner. And, and for whatever reason, you find yourself hiding. Some of us, we just learn how to cope and function with that which intimidates us, i.e. we learn how to just live with it. And we never discover that we can actually rise above it. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we can actually overcome intimidation. And I've come this morning just to cause you to realize that you can actually overcome this thing and you can kick it in the teeth and send it right back where it belongs. And, you know, it comes at us in a number of different ways. Some of us, some ways are through the words, maybe that someone has spoken over you, maybe somebody who you respect and, and you love and, and they've said some things to you and it's caused you to, to retract, maybe through your own perspective perception of yourself. In other words, what you think and how you perceive yourself. Um, it, can come of, it can come at us through being threatened. I'll never, believe, I'll never, I'll never forget, I was maybe just a few years ago when, when Bex and I used to, live, uh, used to live in Leeds. And I was walking towards our church at the time. It was in quite a dodgy area in Leeds. And, uh, and this would never happen here in Aberdeen. Um, uh, two guys started following me. It was like late, late, late evening. Um, it was getting dark. And I was on my mobile phone. And I crossed the road. And these two young men crossed the road as well and began to follow me. And, 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 and before it's too late, I noticed that I've got two guys who have been following me and because I'd seen them earlier from the corner of my eye. And, 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 and so before I know it, one of them comes behind me and grabs me by the neck, and the other proceeds to come in front of me and begins to shout some pretty aggressive things that I cannot repeat here this morning. And, 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 and he says, hey, give me your phone. Now, I'm thinking, listen, I can't, I can't be dealing with this, so I try to negotiate with these guys who are trying to mug me. As you do, I said, bro, listen, can I at least keep my SIM card? Because in those days... If you lost your SIM card, you lost it all. There was no cloud. There was nothing like that. And uh, at the time, I was single, so there were a couple of numbers I wanted to keep. So, so, I, so I, just, I just remember feeling so so intimidated by that scenario. And, and this is how intimidation works. 
You know, a year later, I get a call from the police saying, hey, listen, we need you to come into the station and identify these two young men. We think they are the, are the guys who, who grabbed you a year ago. And, and, and literally a year later, I, I remember feeling threatened. A year later, thinking, you know, like in the movies, you think they'll, look, they'll see you through the glass, you know, when you go into the station and identify them. I remember feeling so intimidated and threatened a year later. But this is how the spirit of intimidation works. It exists to paralyze us, to hold us back from our destiny in God. And to be honest, I'm sick of it. Uh, With all that is happening in our world, the political landscape, the pressure to think a certain way. I mean, I look at our generation and we've become so intimidated. And I don't know what is intimidating you right now. Maybe a bully, maybe discouragement, maybe, maybe family, maybe failure, maybe Maybe you, you feel like you failed in 2019 and, and you don't know how to get back up and, and maybe you've lost some money or you've lost some friends or you've lost some relationships or, or some people have walked away from your life. I don't know what it can be, but I'm, I've come to prophesy today that you're getting it back. You're getting your joy back today. You're getting your faith back today. You're, you, you're getting courage back today. You're getting your joy. You're getting wisdom back today. You're getting, you're getting it back. You're getting your authority back today. In 1 Samuel 17, we find the Israelites, they are intimidated by this Philistine army uh, who were their enemy. And more specifically, this one guy named Goliath. This man stood nine feet tall. He was as intimidating as they come. And on top of that, he's shouting threats at the Israelites the same way that which is intimidating you right now is the loudest voice in your life. I'm the champion. I'm in control here. I'm way too big for you to conquer. You're never going to get through this. You're not smart enough. You lack the motivation. You've tried and you've tried and you've prayed and you've fasted and you've come to church and you've sung the songs. You've come to the prayer meeting on a Sunday night. You've done all of that, but you've still got no chance, says the enemy. Bible says in verse 11, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and they were deeply shaken. They had lost it. They had lost their vision. They had, they had lost their expectation. Some of you come into this place without a sense of vision anymore, without a sense of expectation. I tell our church, listen, when you come to church, you have to bring your expectation because that is where God moves. That is, that is what creates the atmosphere of faith that we're experiencing today. There is a posture, a heart of expectation. You're, you're believing God this morning. You're trusting that God has the right word for you at the right time and you're the right person and you're in the right place. You have to bring a sense of expectation to the, to the presence of God. These guys had lost it. They lost their courage. They lost their mojo. They lost that which has set them apart. Some of you have lost your mojo. You've lost that which sets you apart because you've been trying to be like everybody else. You've been trying to fit in when God has put something very unique. He's created and he's formed and he's fashioned you in such a unique way. You have no idea what you bring to this place. We need you here. We need you to come and bring your praise and bring your faith and bring your family and bring your friends and bring somebody who you work with so that we can see a church in Aberdeen on fire for Jesus Christ. Is there a church on fire this morning? Come on, give him a shout of praise in this place. Come on, come on, come on. Just seven seconds of praise. Come on. This is called a praise break. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you've lost it when your response is, do I have to versus I get to. You know, you've lost it when you're present, but you're no longer engaged. What we need is, is engagement in the house of God. We need you to engage. 
You know, you've lost it when you crave the spotlight, but you run from the shadows, unaware that in the shadows, that is where, that is where you get prepared for the spotlight. You know, you've lost it when all you do is, is you talk about people, but you're not willing to talk to people. You know, you've lost it when you judge everyone else by their actions, but you only judge yourself by your intentions. Whew, that's a tough one. Sorry, Lord. You know, you've lost it when you crave credit, but you don't give credit where credit is due. You know, you've lost it when all you want to do is get, but you don't want to give anything. You know, you've lost it when you sing, but you no longer worship. Listen, I love to sing, but what we need in the house at the Junction Church in Aberdeen is worshipers. Are there any worshipers in the house today? We need, we need, we need a posture of worship. We need hearts that, that long for the presence of God, that, that cry out to Jesus every now and then and create an atmosphere of worship. You know, you've lost it when God's word is opened up, but you fail to eat because you no longer have an appetite for for it. You and I ought to have an appetite for the Word of God. You know, you've lost it when it's become all about you and no longer about Jesus. I don't know where you lost it today, but I prophesy you're getting it back. Here comes David, young David. His older brothers were on the front line. His dad asks him to take his brothers uh, some ref- to, 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 to take some refreshments to his brothers to go and serve his brothers because that's who he was. He never shied away from, from serving. And as, and as he's doing so, he hears this Philistine, uh, Goliath, shouting threats at his people. And, 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 and as soon as they saw him, they ran. And, 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 and David is confused by this. And I get it because I see so many people running from that which intimidates them. I see so many people just, just giving up and it's too hard. I'm burning out. I, I don't have the patience. I don't have the time. I'm too busy. You know, life is, life is crazy. And David is, and I get why David is confused by this because my Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Who is this guy anyway that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? David says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. That's what we need today. We need a few people here who will say, I'll take care of it. Leave it with me. What needs to be done in this place? I'll take care of it. This is how, this is how you do it. This is how you get it back. This is how you overcome intimidation. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, you have to, you have to realize and you have to recognize who you are and what is on your life. Verse 34, David says, I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with the club and, and I go after it with the club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears and I'll do it again to this pagan Philistine too. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this, this Philistine. Surely God. Surely the God who rescued me will rescue me from this depression. Surely he will rescue me from, this, from the anxious thoughts that I have. Surely he will rescue me from the spirit of suicide that is gripping me. Surely he will rescue me from the negative thoughts I'm having about myself. Surely God. You know, David knew who he was. It's, it's time we remember and we realize who we are in God. 
He knew what was on his life. He knew the authority he had. He knew that before he was formed in his mother's womb, that the Lord knew him. He knew that no weapon that was formed against him shall be able to prosper. More importantly, he knew who his God was. Those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do great things. That is, that is the place that we ought to get to in these days, a place where we know our God. That's, that is the difference between strength and weakness. It's the knowledge of Jesus. If you want to be strong, listen, I get, you know, I get, I get squatting like 120 kgs. But if you want to be strong, it's, it's, getting to, it's getting to know Jesus. That is the difference between strength and weakness. When David looked at God, intimidation lost its power. This is so powerful. When, 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 when David looked at God, intimidation lost its power. When you look at God, sexual immorality will lose its power. Addiction will lose its power. Alcohol and drug abuse will lose its power. Greed will lose its power. The need for attention from somebody else other than God will lose its power when you and I lift our eyes to the hills, to where our help comes from. Come on, Junction Church. Lift your eyes this morning. Lift your eyes and see Jesus. Lift your eyes from from your own mess and your own stuff and begin to fix your eyes on Jesus. Come on. Look to God. How to overcome intimidation. Secondly, use what you know works. Use what you know works. Verse 38, then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, struck the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. Saul, the current king, by the way, who should have been in David's position taking on this giant, he he kind of gives us a, a picture of where his faith really lies. He tries to force David to wear his own armor. But sadly, you know, this is how most of us fight. With the latest te- techniques and methods and wisdom of this world, you know, the self-help, the yoga of this world. But, 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 but you and I, we, we don't fight like that. We don't fight like that. The way in which we fight is different. We, we fight with our faith. We fight with putting our trust in God. We fight with raising our hands. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. You know that song in this church? Come on, just lift one hand in the air right now. Come on. This is how I... Oh, yes. Come on. You sound good. Come on. Hey. Come on, sing, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my, come on, sing again, say, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my, this is how we fight our battles. With worship, with praise. Is there a church today that knows how to fight their battles? May look like I'm surrounded, the song says, but we're surrounded by a mighty God. This is how I fight my battles. I can't go in these, David said. I'm not used to them. Instead, he picked up five smooth stones from his tomb and put them into his shepherd's back. Then armed with his shepherd's staff, which is a stick and a sling, he, pressed, he, he, <laughs> he proceeded to the valley to face Goliath. And I don't know what he was going to do against a giant with those things, but that's not the point. The point is that although he was... He was familiar with the stones and the sling. They had nothing to do with his trust in God. They had nothing to do with his trust in God. There is nothing wrong with methods and programs and strategies and conferences and and all these awesome things that we put on. But what good are those things if our faith is not truly in God? If you want to kick intimidation in the teeth, you have to use what you know works. Faith 
still works. Prayer still works. Uh, praise, it still brings down, wa- brings down walls. Use what you know works. These are good tools, you know. These are good tools. Prayer, the prayer meeting tonight is very important. You've got to come to these things. We run a prayer meeting on a Friday morning for all the guys. Uh, we started in the summer, and now that it's getting towards uh, winter, it's getting a little bit harder to get up in the morning. And, you know, I've been praying for some stuff for six weeks. I was telling the young people. And, you know, I've been feeling a bit discouraged, saying, God, listen, I've been praying for six weeks. How, why am I not seeing what I need to see come to fruition? And God laughed at me. He said, come on, six weeks. Come on, six weeks, bro. That's how he talks to me. Six weeks, bro. Come on. You better, you better get to that prayer meeting a seventh time. You better get there eight times. I don't care if you go there for a year. You pray until something happens. You praise until something breaks in the atmosphere. You believe God. You lay hands until, until a healing comes. You believe in your spirit that something is going to change in this year. Before the year is over, something is going to change. Use what you know works. Here's the last thing. If you want to overcome intimidation, maybe the band can come up. When it comes at you, you have to come right back at it. When it comes at you, it's no good running away. (laughs) It's no good giving up. Some of the the people in this room who who have been following God for a long time will tell you, listen, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep. Keep the faith. Junction Church, I came to to implore you this morning to keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep keep tithing into the house of God. Keep keep pouring your life out for Jesus. Keep a focus on on the things of God. Don't don't lose heart. It's easy to lose heart. You know, just even in the last weeks, I was saying yesterday that, that, man, I found myself and I found myself losing heart. And I've had to remind myself time and time again, listen, teams, don't lose heart, bro. Keep the faith. When intimidation comes at you, come, come back at it. David replied to Philistine, you come at me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. May I submit to you today that we don't come against intimidation in our own name? I mean, that's where Saul got it wrong. We don't come against sickness in our own name. We don't come against mental illness in our own name. We don't come against these things that are pushing us into a corner in our own name. I mean, you could try. You could use my name. You know, my name is Ditebu Khosbonga Gonkembanza. Don't laugh at my name. That's rude. Yeah, you're going to find two problems with that. Firstly, you're going to find no power. You could, you could pray in my name, but you'll find no power. Most certainly not. But if you this morning would lift up the name of Jesus, come on, this is old school preaching right now. But if you would come against that which intimidates you in the name of Jesus, you will find power. You will find, you will, you will find restoration. You'll find resurrection power. That which is dead in your life, I prophesy right now, it is coming back to life. That which has backed you into a corner is about to move. In the name of Jesus, you call upon the name of Jesus today. You shall be saved. There will be a breakthrough for your family. There will be a breakthrough in your, in your financial circumstance. If you call upon the name of Jesus, this is how we fight our battles. 
house. It's with the posture of praise. Come on, is there a church here this morning that knows how to fight their battles? Come on and stand to your feet, Junction Church. Come on and lift your hands to heaven. Come on, begin to pray right now. Come on, let's turn this place into a prayer meeting, into a worship service. Come on, if you pray in the heavenly language, come on, let's believe the power of the Holy Spirit is in this place right now. Right now. Come on, lift up your faith. Come on, lift up your faith right now in the name of Jesus. Call upon His name. There is power in His name. There is healing in His name. There is breakthrough in His name. You're getting it back. You're getting it back. It's coming back. Joy. Peace. Oh, there's a miracle in the house for somebody today. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.